0: Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could you could have said it was recording.
1: Hiya, it's Sally here. Uh,
0: <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate "Say Your Mind" podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. Oh, I can't say that, but why? Why, why is it rate right? um, uh, anyway? <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the
1: Ben's Brunani woman Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping, here. Hard time calling for your long chorts You might learn something, you we'll never, never know. know I'll let you find, and she's wonderful kind Don't say you mind, say your mind All alone on a Sunday morning Outside I see the rain is falling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Last night I saw you vibing to celebrate royal theft. Thriving, thriving, thriving. And you... Don't you know you can't ever trust that Jan Crow? She set our countries on fire, then tried us with her lies. All we wanted was our things back, you know. But the British Museum has it. While they tell us fucking lies, but you, I
0: had to make sure I hit that note there.
1: You leave me so confused, cause I saw y'all out there celebrating party jubes.
0: oh that is a tune that is a tune um and that's allure all cried out all cried out over you
1: because i'm all cried out over you
0: big tune big tune and then there's a remix I your yeah, big tune. Anyway, big tune. Um, yeah, I really saw you out there celebrating platy dubes, but we'll get to that shortly. It is me, Kolechi, in the Rascal Place to Be, and you are listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, Suck Your Mum. And as you can hear in my voice, I feel, I feel better. You know, I feel better. Um... There's no noise coming from next door today because I've got here very early. But I don't want to have to be doing that all of the time, especially when there's um, you know, Grand Prix races, because I'll have to wait for those to finish. Um but yeah, I I think it's because of Platy Jubes, everybody is resting after um celebrating with um a lizard lizard Beth. Um and so I'm happy for y'all. Happy for y'all. If you like it, you know I freaking love it. But I don't, I don't really. Um so yeah, glad to uh, be here finally. I'm glad I'm glad to be feeling glad to be here because let me tell you something. I have not been feeling that way, okay? I have not. Um but yeah. I'm I'm glad that I'm recording today. Glad that you're listening to this and you're alive, you know, because every day every day is truly a blessing, okay? So, well, let's get into it. Um you all I want to just that is me clapping for you, because you all what? You motherfucking did that, okay? On the Sadler's Wells website, you did that. Um, Two-thirds, I think, of the tickets are gone, which is fucking wild to me. That is wild that about a thousand people want to come to see this. Me, me one so far, and you know, we've still got to September, so I know, like, this is why we Put it out when we did because it gives some people time to get their coins together. Um, hopefully there are tickets left by September, but it just means that there isn't this rush. So I'm glad that um, you know, my my OGs, my my baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries, you went and secured your front row seats, you went and secured your after show um party tickets. That's all great. So there are no more after party, um, there are no more after party tickets, but there is uh, there are still seats in the upper circle and they are cheaper than the stalls in the first circle so you know i know some people are still trying to figure out travel arrangements to see if they can make it some of you are just like i don't know what i'll be doing in september will i have a job the cost of living crisis is you know really really fucking me in the eyeball so you know take your time and well don't take your time but at the same time you know if you find the tickets closer to the time then you do but at the same time there's some big big Um, special guest names to announce you know some of my absolute faves that I want to take the time to like celebrate Um, so those will be getting announced soon still kind of working out the logistics of all of that um, behind the scenes and also I'm taking my time you know I'm really feeling out letting it feeling it in my body the kind of I want this to be an incredible show you know, in terms of the live show. So I'm not really rushing myself in terms of necessarily even reaching out to the people that I I want straight away. There are certain people that like I've already hollered at and we've got that all on lock. And there are others that I'm just like, I'm taking my time because I want to make sure that I've got the right kind of scenario for all of this to work the way that I'm planning it in my head. As I said, it's the week before my birthday. So, you know, it's very much a celebration of my life. Like, ooh. It's, it's a lot, you know, um, so big up ourselves for making it to 200 episodes. This is the 201st episode and, you know, we continue to move. I haven't listened to the read, um, but I saw Crystal's tweet about, um, Kid Fury, um, and you know, I'm sending him all the love because you, as you know, that is my absolute favorite podcast in the entire world. The Read podcast, if it wasn't for The Read, I would have never started podcasting. I love the both of them so, so much. I have so much respect for them. Um, They really kind of like um, trailblazed a a way that allows me to kind of speak about the things that I'm speaking about um, on the podcast. So Big ratings to them. And, you know, if they're taking a break, then they need to take that break. There's freaking 400 and fucking 427, is it? Episodes that they've got. That isn't more than enough for anybody to go back, pick a random episode and, you know, get on with because sometimes it does feel a bit frustrating when people are like, oh, if you don't release an episode, I don't know what to do with my week. I don't know what to do with myself because I need this for my mental health. I need this for my self care. And of course, you know, that is part of what makes doing this so um, fulfilling, but at the same time, it is a lot of pressure when you're just like, but I need my time for me, so, you know, where do we go from here type of thing, so I'm glad that, you know, they're taking that time to, um, you know, recalibrate, but I'm going to listen to the episode, I hope it doesn't make me too sad, because, you know, I'm really in my feelings at the moment, and I love them, I proper love them, um, so send them all the love, Um. But yeah, I'm super excited um for the show so far. I can't believe that like basically you know, like when I booked the Bloomsbury, I was just like, oh, I don't I, I have a feeling that it will do well. Like I have a feeling that people will buy tickets. But to know that I could have booked somewhere bigger and still sold out in pretty much the same amount of time blows my mind. And so Sadlers already like I'm just I'm just flawed basically I'm just I can't believe that you know like Bloomsbury to me was a big audience just for me right so then to think about the fact that it's now gonna it's already double that and we haven't even reached the date that is wild that is wild but yeah we to know that it's then gonna be because I know it will be it's then gonna be triple what it was at Bloomsbury by the time we get to September I don't know I might just I might just come on stage and just to set my you know to recalibrate myself to get myself into the mood to get myself into the space so I don't feel any type of nerves at the fact that so many people have come to see me I might just drop into a little split I need to you know like split in the middle hey yeah Like I might just need to drop into one split just to really center myself you know and then continue because once you've dropped into a split, like everything feels set, you know, every feels, everything feels set good. So RIP to that dress, you know, whatever I decide to wear has to allow me to just, if, if in case of emergency, in case the nerves overwhelm me, I'll just need to drop into a split. So whichever, um, whatever my first outfit is, I need to be able to do that. I might just, cause you know, like Bloomsbury, I had two outfit changes. I feel like for Saddlers, I'll have three, but it will be two for the show, and then I'm going to change for the after party. Yeah, I might do that. I might change for the after party. I rack the party, they rack the party. Do you rack them? Yeah, um, I might just do that. Anyway, oh, and you can watch me on Prue. Prue is a TV series um, on BBC Three uh, that's on BBC iPlayer now. And Prue is about, um, it's called pupil. It basically stands for pupil referral unit. So, you know, the place that children get sent or young people get sent when they get excluded or permanently like excluded from school or expelled from school. Um, it's based around that, like a group of young people who, um, have been basically kicked out of their school and they go to PRU. Um, and I, they're kind of like their relationships and their experiences together. So you'll just see me in episode two at the very beginning of episode two. My character is Mrs. Adams. Um, it's a brief role, but it was super cute to film. Had a great time and just love the cast. Like they were so lovely. The young people, they were so, so lovely to work with and super funny as well. So, yeah, you could see me on Prue on BBC uh, iPlayer. Um and if, those of you who are like, I'm in America, I'm in Colorado, because for some reason, a lot of you are in Colorado.
1: I'm in Colorado.
0: You can just get ExpressVPN, which I'll be talking about later. And you can watch it like the, this. Watch the whole series because it's not that long. You know, it's the first season. They had a pilot episode um, and then they got a commission to then make, uh, a, you know, the first season. Um, so who knows? i who knows? I might be popping up in season two with more things to say as Mrs. Adams. Um, But yeah, it was a very cute, very cute, short and sweet. Love it. Um, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even know it was out until one of you messaged me and was like, "I've just seen you in Prue." I'm sure. Yeah, you can see me in there in my orange coat. I don't know where my costume was from because that was down to the costume department. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's get to the tarot then. Let's have a look. Um, do, 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 do. Well, Who did I pick? Who did I pick out to read? No, I said I'll do an update, didn't I? I said I'll do an update. I think I've got an update here. Um, Who's it from? Let's have a look. Um, Let's see here. Um, what was this? um okay so that ended up being another question some of you send me updates with another question so you're gonna be right back um in the queue for that one um but yeah i'll 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 skip the update yeah i think i'll skip i'll skip it let's go to the question i chose let's do that Mm, mm, there's so many. I need to have, I keep saying it every week, but I need to have a better way of organizing my um, Say Your Mind inbox because it's actually wild. When I look at it, I'm just like, oh, I'm signing right out of here. Thanks so much. But um, I know that if I had a better way of looking at everything, it would make life a lot easier. Um, Okay, here we go. So, I'm saying here we go and then I've just moved past the thing. This is this is wild behaviour on my part but um, you just have to work with me. Here we go, finally. Dear Colechi, thank you for being such a guiding light to me since I found your podcast in 2018. I'm desperately in need of direction and help as I do not feel grounded enough in my spirit to hear any of my otherwise incredible instincts anymore. I've worked in one of the most toxic and with ultra homophobic colleagues spaces for over six years, mainly because I needed to pay my bills and fund my master's education and and resolved in December 2021 to quit by mid-year 2022. I did not have any grand ideas for what I would do after I left this job, except to work on a passion project I'd hoped to hone in on. My family has, of course, been against abandoning the source of my livelihood, though the truth is that I felt less alive every passing day that i've stayed in this job sometime in march a friend shared an opportunity at their organization which greatly uh, which greatly which i greatly admire they are queer friendly have genuine respect for employees and are in a similar field to mine Um, and after two months of making it through four slash five stages in a recruitment process I received a rejection email yesterday I have felt so broken by the news and have slipped into a minor depressive episode I still intend to quit my job by the end of June but I have no idea where my next meal or livelihood will come from afterwards the only thing I felt to do is write in this letter and hope that spirit directs it your way somehow and send guidance my way. Any guidance at all will mean the world to me. Thank you once again and my sincere apologies for how long this letter is. A dis Love always a disconcerted baby girl. Baby girl. Baby girl. Let's see what the cards have for you. I'm sorry that um, that happened. Um, that place wasn't for you right now definitely wasn't for you um no matter how good it seemed that you know when your friend shared it with you um so let's see and I hate let me just say I hate those organizations that take you through numerous stages of the recruitment process only to um only for you to then like not get the role or not get the role or that they don't even share with you what the salary is yet they're making you go through all of these stages or you go through the stages you roughly know what the salary is and then when you get to a particular stage and you're no longer successful they don't even let you know like who the fuck do you think you are I really I really think it's really disrespectful um I feel the same way even when it's castings you know when you're um, auditioning for roles I understand if you're like Oh you know We can't get to you um, If you know It's the first stage And they are contacting, You know They've spoken to bare people But I just think like If you've made me Go out of my way To create um, a self tape because you know more time now you're not really going into um, places to audition really they they are getting through more people by getting you to send self tapes in so you're going through the effort of making this self tape and getting it to them and nobody can be bothered to even say like oh you know what unfortunately um you know you didn't get it or whatever or you, we won't be taking you to the next stage like it's it's really exploitative as far as I'm concerned I think so many industries in that, in that vein, are really exploitative, that's why I said I don't have any more self-tapes in me, please, because, you know, just, it, it's just a piss take, I, usually, when you get to the recall stage, yeah, them times, they'll say to you, oh, whether you got it or not, but, yeah, I just think it's a real disregard for people's time, you can't be treating people that way, but every time now, like, these people who are going up for these, like, I don't know, office roles or whatever, and you've got to put on, sh- you've got to put on clothes, like, you've got to put on shirt and pants, You've got to put on shirt and pant and jacket, um, you know blazer. Even if you're gonna sit in front of your computer, you got to do all of that. Do stage one, stage two. Go and put on different shirt and pant. Stage three, put on different shirt and pant, and maybe use the blazer from when you did um shirt and pant pop, pop like part one. And then only for them to like say to you, "Oh no, sorry, no, 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 no." At this at this rate, I also work for you, because at least that's one thing that the that the. Um, I guess acting industry that they have all right that once you get to a recall stage You owe me some money You owe me some money because now you're keeping me in the process and you're making me do extra work So you owe me some money and I feel like that's how it should be when people are being recruited for these jobs The moment you take me to round two You now need to be paying me a day rate because suddenly you'll take things much more seriously And you just won't be wasting everybody's time in that manner. You need to pay me a fraction of my day rate if I'm going to stage two, stage three, stage four. So at then at least then if you're like, oh, well, um, you know, you're, you know, we're not going forward with this. Well, at least I've collected some money because think about the people that that aren't in a job while they're looking for another job. Then, you know, you're just wasting their time. And meanwhile, they're broke, but they're going through bare stages of a recruitment cycle. So many exploitative practices, honestly but when I'm ruling the world, everything will be different. Lol. I joke. I joke. I joke. I joke it. Um, I'm just shuffling your cards, by the way. Don't think that I've forgotten. I'm just being clear what the message is. So a disconcerted baby girl. Here we go. So you have the chariot um, as your first card. Then you've got the full card as um, the second. Then you've got the god of pentacles Um, in reverse and then you've got the hierophant in reverse at the bottom of the deck you've got two of pentacles nice all right so the chariot is saying that things are going to start changing for you around um july things are going to change for you around july and it's a new beginning so you're on the right track for quitting this job you don't have to worry um about that you don't also have to worry about where the money is going to come from. We've got the God of Pentacles here, so that's the King of Pentacles, um, in reverse, like with the rose bush and everything around them and the grapes. There's likely to be um an opportunity also to work remotely, which will give you time to be able to do your passion project as well. Um, and then we've got the hierophant, the um, the hierophant in reverse. This is telling me that whatever's coming next for you is not going to be conventional. And we've got Venus. What's Venus doing? Venus is having some kind of aspect with Uranus um, around June 11th, if I'm not mistaken. I could just be chatting shit. But I think that that's what there's an aspect that Venus, um, I I think it might be a conjunction, but I could be wrong. Um, So, yeah, Venus, um, Uranus having that money so I don't know where Venus, um, I don't know your chart, so I don't know where, like, where, which house Venus will be transiting in your chart, but basically that Venus and Uranus um, aspect means that something's going to happen where things, just money or how we do things, how aesthetics, how we do things, Uranus is about being um, unconventional, innovative, technology, all of that sort of vibe, so something's going to shift and that's what you need to be open to, like not working in a traditional way. And the way that the world has shifted because of the panda bear means that there are more um, ways and there are more um, opportunities to work slightly differently to how we were working before. So that's what you should keep your eye out for, that whatever's coming for you is not traditional, but it's a new beginning and you're going to get your bag because in the full card, she's got her faux locks, Her scarf on. She's got a white rose in her hand, and she's got a little bag of a sack of money in her other hand. And I'm seeing the cityscape behind her, and the chariot there as well. There's something about you not staying in the same place to do this, or where you where you are is not where you're going to be working. So I do get the vibe that it's it's a remote thing, and you should be open to that. So it allows you time to be able to do the other things that you want to do. But definitely, what's coming for you is not going to be conventional. It's not. It's not going to be what you've had before it's not going to be what you're used to before it will be rather different but you have to be open to it because sometimes well a lot of times we have to negotiate when we're going for a new life we can't just always jump into the new life straight away we have to be willing to negotiate um on what how the universe brings that about so I think about myself right and how um I just knew that I wasn't cut out for a nine to five that wasn't me you know, that wasn't for me. I just, I wasn't cut out for it. Um, and, you know, I wanted to make sure that I had time to be able to pursue my creative um, ideas and things like that. So the first thing I did, I, um, one day I was walking, um, I was on a train or headed to uh, London Bridge, leaving the call centre that I was working at. And I was just like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I'm not gonna, I can't see myself doing another year of this without knowing that I'm doing something outside of it so I was like, I'm going to become a personal trainer because with my background in like athletics and all of that stuff, um, you know, sports, I just felt like it would be the best fit for me. Like outside of, um, you know, my creative work, the thing I enjoy the most is training. Like I really love training. So, um, I just, I thought to myself that day, boom, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and that, that was around what, 2010, And it took more time at a call center changing to a different call center than um, selling all sorts, selling blinds, selling wine, you know, at the call center, doing all of these things. Meanwhile, during that time, secured a commercial um, because, you know, I'd already started planning for something different. So moved call center that allowed me to be able to go to more auditions. And through that, during that time, Got some, you know, did some theater work as well as got um um a commercial. Um, by 2012, I was coming to the end of my um, but bet- I had to first save right from the course center money to be able to do the course, to be able to do the personal training course. But basically, by the beginning of 2013, I was fully qualified, and then I continued to do like extra, like advanced stuff to get extra qualifications. But at the time that I was doing that, I had no idea that then the next thing that i would do would be like you know um pole dance like i would go go to a pole dance class what, but i'm saying all of that to say that i had to negotiate with the universe in it i had to negotiate i had to be open even though i didn't realize at that time that that's what i was doing i was negotiating with the universe to get to where i currently am now i could not have foreseen that this is where I would be, but we had to negotiate each stage. And I was just like, I'm willing to do what is necessary within, you know, with, you know, reasonably necessary to get me to where I need to be next. And so it was, it was just like, okay, change call center. So changed call center, that made things easier because I could go to auditions as long as I had proof and rare, rare, rare. Um, so did that got more work um, finished my um, personal training qualification after that was done. Um, it meant that I could now take on clients, but before I could take on clients, I wanted to make sure that I got lots of experience in like a gym environment. So I started working at a uni gym and noticing that how their administrative like process was really poor. Um, and by this time I was getting enough clients that I didn't have to be there. I started hiring out gyms so I could train my clients, and then I thought, since I have a background in like admin and doing receptionist work and stuff, I'm going to do that alongside um, my personal training stuff. So I was doing that for a bit, and then I started pole dance classes in the, around the same time. Once that started popping off, I started seeing that I had less time for clients. I d- everything just kind of moved in this weirdly fluid way. And I just went with it. But it's about negotiating, basically. I'm saying all of that to say to you like the road isn't linear. It isn't linear. Sometimes it feels like you're going forward and then then it feels like you're going backwards. But the same is it's perspective. So like I mentioned like I didn't mention, but Saturn is going Saturn has gone retrograde at the time of that you're listening to this, unless you're listening to this at another time completely. But Saturn's gone retrograde, right? And so that is our perspective from the way that it slows down, that is our perspective from earth, that is going backwards. So in life, things can look like that. It can look like you are going backwards when actually you're still following the same transit that is meant for you and that that you are calling for and calling forth. So yeah, just bear that in mind that from July, things are going to look very, very different for you. You're going from a space of, because there's a pyramid in the background of the chariot. And then we see like a city landscape on the right hand side as well. I'm using the Afro goddess tarot arcana's deck, which tells me that you're going from a space of like lack to a space of busyness. Um, um, and that's, interesting in isn't it the wording going from a space of lack going into a space and from a space of lack into a space of busyness but just being open to that because something's clearly going to come of it but you don't want to be so busy that it's not you're not moving into abundance you're just busy but then we've got the full card there saying that this is good for you and I would encourage you because I keep seeing roses when I'm looking at the deck like have if you can get your hand on what um, your hands on white roses have white roses in your workspace between now and July calling forth all the energies that can help you transition as smoothly as possible into the next phase that you're being called into but just being prepared for the fact that you're going to be making money henceforth in a very unconventional way or unconventional to you it's not it's like it's new to you randomly the card that came out from the spiritual seasoning for the soul deck um by me is people do hurtful things that is their journey how we react to the uh, to the things people do is our journey so I don't feel like it's going to be a smooth this leaving your workplace isn't going to be as smooth as you want it to be people might try to move mad people might try to say some hurtful things you don't need to retaliate especially don't retaliate because um and that's coming from me that's so wild because I'm the queen of retaliation but um don't retaliate because you're thinking, oh, well, I'm leaving here. So it doesn't matter because something about this is going to come back. Remembering that Saturn's gone retrograde, something about this and how you leave this situation is going to come back to you. So you want to leave it as amicably as you can on your part, no matter how mad they are moving, because there's something about if you do this the right way, they're the ones that are going to have to come and ask you for forgiveness and whatnot down the line, whenever that might be you're not holding out for it, of course not, but just bear in mind that as, where, as you're leaving this situation, you don't need to cuss anybody out, you don't need to fling no straws, just get the fuck out, that's it, just get get that, get that out of that toxic environment, but know that from July, things are looking really, really good for you, it's just going to be very different, so if you're somebody that's usually rubber, um, fearful of change, um, Then this is going to be a wild ride for you, but it's going to be the best ride of your life. (laughs) That sounded very sexual. Um, And that's that for the tarot, I believe. Yes. Okay. So I will um, big up the first of this week's show sponsors, who are BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming, and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation feeling helpless or trapped, uh, detachment, fatigue, and many, many more, especially if you have to go through numerous cycles of a recruitment process and they decide that they want to move mad at the very end of it. Um, We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in our life can lead to us feeling burned out, especially if you're the eldest daughter, yeah, and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Say so Your Mind listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash your mind. That's betterhel dot com slash your mind. So if you can do sign up, I know that so many of you do love it and um, do love BetterHelp and you have been using it Um And yeah, if it's possible, I know that the cost of living crisis is, as they like to call it, is very wild. But um, if there's anything that you have available that can go towards your self-care at this time, I would recommend, um, you know, getting onto an app like BetterHelp and um, doing the needful for yourself. All right. So um, in that case, let us get to share your magnificence. So this week on Share Your Magnificence, I wanted to big up um, Angelie Gomez, who is uh, a mother in Uvalde, Texas, where the Rob Elementary uh, shooting happened. The mass shooting happened. Uh, she went in there. She went into the school while the shooting was happening, while um, and went in and got her two kids out of there. And of course, this is not me saying that every mother or the mothers that didn't, you know, you know, that means anything because it was a freaking active shooter with a wild, was it an AR-15 rifle or something? Like, I'm not expecting for a parent, for any parent to, you know, be like, they're going to go and do that. But what Anjali did, I felt that in my soul because my baby, whoo, mm, mm mm-mm. And the fact that she really showed us that the police were extremely, extremely um, useless in that situation, really, because she said that they were outside with all their gear, snipers, all of them, all outside there, but they didn't, they wouldn't go in, and they were just there waiting. So she's there jumping the fence, fence, and they even had to handcuff her because they didn't want her to go in um, spending more time giving her more vim than actual, than, than the actual shooter, which is just ridiculous to me, like, that that would even be the case, so I really rate that, she was just like, no, um, I'm going, I'm going in there, and I'm gonna go and get my babies, um, but also what I found chilling about it was that they didn't want her to speak to the police sorry they didn't want her to speak to the press they were like oh you know she kept getting random calls and they, they said oh if she does end up speaking to anybody um that she'll be arrested for um obstruction of justice or something um but it's like you lot were the ones that were obstructing justice because you didn't go in and do what needed to be done in terms of getting these children out of that building um let's see if i can get this up hold on
2: That's right. Good morning, Gail. We spoke with Angelie Gomez. She's uh, She had two of her sons who had graduations that morning. She came to Rob Elementary. She's a farm worker. She was telling me that she was embarrassed to take photos with them because her clothes were dusty, but her kids convinced her. And she's glad she did that because those could have been the last photos she took with them. Her children are safe. But after that happened, she went back to work. And while she was at work, within 10 minutes, her mom called her frantically saying there was a shooter. So like many parents, she got in her car and and drove like 100 miles an hour to get to the school. Here's what she told us. Right away as I
3: parked, um, U.S. Marshals started coming toward my car saying that um, I wasn't allowed to be parked there. And uh, he said, well, we're going to have to arrest you because you're being very uncooperative. I said, well, you're going to have to arrest me because I'm going in there. And I'm telling you right now, I don't see none of y'all in there. Y'all are standing with snipers and y'all are far away. If y'all don't go in there, I'm going in there.
2: He immediately put me in cuffs. She says after Evaldi police officers told marshals to uncuff Gomez, she ran towards the school. As soon as they uncuffed me, I jumped that
3: first gate fence. And once I jumped it, I went to my son's class and I knocked on the door. And I remember the teacher saying, um, I'm like, hey, they're already, they're already um, bulge cutting the fence
2: to get me. She's like, you think we have time to get out? I said, you'll have time. I'm going to run for my other son. Once she was assured her son was okay, Gomez ran to get her other child, encountering more officers who tried to stop her. So I start yelling and I'm being a cooperative and I'm like,
3: well, y'all aren't doing shit. What are y'all doing? Y'all ain't doing shit. Y'all need to be in here, give me your best. Somebody give me a best, I'm, something. I started paying attention to how far the shots were being so that I knew the shooter was all the way still by my first son's class. So when I went to my son, my second son's door, the teacher didn't want to open the door for me. So that's when they started um, escorting me out. And as I, as I see that they're opening my son's door, I go run for my son and I get
2: him. With both of her kids out safe, Gomez still can't shake the thought of those who didn't make it. While you were inside the school, did you see officers inside the school? There was not
3: one officer inside the school when I In ran to areas. my second son's class. There was not one officer. And you were hearing gunshots, so you knew you that you was an active shooter. It was still active. The gunshots were still active. They were not in there. There was no one in there. If anything, when I pulled up, my car was closer to the school than, the, where, than where the snipers and everybody that was laying on the ground were. Yeah.
2: When you heard that it took law enforcement 75 minutes before they went in and stopped the shooter, what was your thinking, having been inside the school yourself? I don't know. I was just thinking that they could have saved
3: many more lives. They could have gone into that classroom and maybe Two or three would have been gone, but they could have saved a whole a home more, the whole class. They could have done something. Gone through the window, sniped them through the window. I mean, something, but nothing was being done. If anything, they were being more aggressive on us parents mm. that were willing to go in there. And like I told one of the officers, I don't need you to protect me. Get away from me. I don't need your protection. Mm. If anything, I need you to go in there with me to go protect my kids. Mm. And if anything, they were being more aggressive on us. They were more pertain on keeping us back than getting into that school.
2: Many parents have expressed that same frustration, that they weren't being let in. Of course, law enforcement couldn't let all the parents in for everyone's safety, and so they could focus on evacuating the children. Now, in terms of where she was, it sounds like she was at a different area from where those 19 officers were. We know from law enforcement that there were officers that were right outside of where the shooting was happening, and Najeli said she was within earshot. In terms of the weight now, law enforcement has admitted, Gail, that this was a big and costly mistake.
0: Boy. big and costly mistake you pomplexes you pieces of shit but this is share your magnificence this is not even straw of the week but um I just want to say big up yourself Anjali like you did that okay you did that. You went in like a warrior mother and you were like, I'm getting my kids out. And the thing is, she wasn't guaranteed that she was going to, do you get me? She, she wasn't guaranteed that she was going to make it out of there, but she was, she just knew that she wanted to do something that the police weren't doing. 75 minutes, 75 minutes is you lot were standing outside while there was an 18 year old active shooter doing what, but let that be a black person that's just blinking. Let that be a black person. That's just blinking 7.5 seconds. They're done. They're done out here. But an active shooter is in there. 75 minutes. How long is a Marvel movie? You lot were outside for the duration, I feel, of a Marvel movie. Almost like, no, you just, no, not even, just close to. The duration of a Marvel movie, you lot were there. You were even waiting to see the little Easter eggs that they'll put at the end of the, the end credits. That's, that's before you decided that you were going to go in useless two slaps on your chest Anjali for going in there and saving your babies and getting them out because uh and this is this goes back to what I was saying before there's going to come a point where we're just going to be like you know what we're going to need to do these things for ourselves we're going to need to enforce the rules within our immediate community to decide and this is literally what when people are talking about abolish the police or defund the police, this is exactly what they're talking about. You lot don't want to hear words. You don't want to hear the actual things that they're trying to say. They're not saying to you, oh, well, they're actually saying to you, yeah, redirect the money, redirect the money towards community initiatives where people can be accountable for themselves and to themselves within their communities and find different ways of, you know, coming, you know, um, finding, what is it, retribution or whatever, um, finding a way to do that, that doesn't involve um, a, an authority that doesn't, act, that that is redundant at this point, really redundant at this point. And then you've got government officials um, talking about, oh, well, the way that we can get around this is to make sure that um, teachers also have guns. And again, I remind you that America's having its Pluto return. So that tells you everything that you need to know, like th- the idea of how power, is um is distributed how power is used how power is exploited um corrupted all of that is what america is having to face up to right now and remember that different states um cited you know did their whole constitutional thing at different times you know so you're going to see in different places things happening where people are having to reckon with the way that America currently is and I told you by 2025 we're not going to recognize what America we're just not because there has to be a breaking point and since the Rob Elementary shooting there's been like what at least what 15 others it's 15 other mass shootings and you insist on these guns and you're like oh well teachers should have it what these racist teachers racist teachers you want to give them guns so then they can be so if if the police that you're giving guns to don't even know how to use it properly and you allegedly train them what the fuck do you think teachers are going to be able to do it's like this is why white supremacy is such um a wild ride because at, at every point you're being told we don't care how many people die in this situation as long as whiteness maintains power we don't care who has to die in these situations so you lot can kill each other have more guns have more guns but we will not give up these guns because the guns are how and gunpowder is how we got this country so that's not going because we we got this country by spilling blood and exploding gunpowder and that is what we'll continue to do It's a death pact as far as I see it, to be honest. But again, it's magnificence and nothing else. But, you know, big up yourself, Anjali, because, you know, um, I'm inspired. So apart from Anjali, I've got this letter here that caught my eye. To my dearest future Prime Minister, Madame Kalichio Carfor, thank you. Greetings. I hope you're doing well. You are living your best baby girl life. And despite this wayward UK weather, you are enjoying the summer energy we all deserve. I also want to say another thank you for the space you've provided all of us through the podcast. And I'm so excited to see you again at the live show in September. I'm writing this letter to share my magnificence for my dearest friend, Kayode who has now completed his medical degree. Du-du-du-du-du. That's amazing, Kayode. Maybe you'll stop taking the piss at the way that I pronounce your medical terms now. <laughs> um, now, completing a medical degree is no easy feat, but I don't think I need to tell anyone that. However, the barriers that boy has faced to get to, to this point are pretty wild. A few examples, which I'll keep vague, include one, having our secondary school fuck up his predicted grades, leading to him being rejected from all his choices the first time round and them trying to purposely sabotage his future applications because they're evil people. Two, him having to pack up his bags and move up to Scotland because student finance England chose to mess with his tuition fee, uh, fee bracket after getting into medical school upon reapplication. Three, having to reapply it for a third time because the place he moved to in Scotland chose to mess around with all the people doing medicine in their degree pathway, despite him getting a first, may I add? Four, dealing with all wayward complaints to various boards and universities because he called out people on their BS on the regular. I mention all of this because most people I personally know would be thrown off by the first hurdle. Instead, Coyote got over these hurdles and ensured that he provided spaces for black people who want to or are already involved within medicine, whether it's online, in person, at his university, or the societies he's involved with. His impact has been felt by the medical discipline. And as someone who is not a medic, I can see the difference his impact has made to those all around him. I honestly could go on, but I'm writing this during my lunch break. (laughs) I have so much love for this boy, and honestly, I'm so proud that I'll be able to call him Dr. Kayode, the truest of the baby boys anyways I tried my best to keep it brief sending you and the family love once more thank you thank you baby boy for such a beautiful um letter I love I just love when the baby boys are hyping each other up like black boy joy is my fave and yeah big up yourself Kayode. look at you Dr. Coyote come on come on come and see somebody Can you see what the Lord has done? Hey, can you see what the Lord has done? nah, seriously, may you go from strength to strength. Like you are the change that we need within the medical field, calling things out as you see it, not waiting for another day because this is the thing. That's the trap sometimes when people like, oh, when I get to this point, that's when I'll say something about this. But even um, at the points where you were the most vulnerable within your learning experience, you were still like, no, I'm going to call it out from now. And I love that energy. Like start as you mean to go on. Like nobody should pretend that they don't know me tomorrow. Know me um, or know me from today. Know me from today and shine your eye well well this is who I am and this is who I be okay let people know because then they can't pretend that tomorrow tomorrow that they didn't know that this is how you rolled everybody's aware everybody's been put on notice that Dr. Kayode is in a ras Clark building do you get it so I love that for you I love that so much um all the doctors that listen to these show uh, to this show you are my faves like I'm so proud of you all because I know that your job isn't easy. I actually need to holler at a couple of you because I'm writing something and I want to get it right in terms of um, just like little little bits like what it's like. Um, in the A and E department at a certain time of the morning. Um, I just want to make sure that I get those little tidbits right in what I'm writing. But um, yeah. Anyway, I'm so proud of you all. I'm so proud of you all. You're doing jobs. You're you're doing your work. You're saving our lives, and I'm so grateful to know that somebody will be encountering you and they'll be safe because of you. Um, so big up yourself. Uh, so yeah, that's that for share your magnificence. I believe. Yes. Okay. so you mad my first So You Mad, I saw that Joe Button is upset. Him and that wibbly wobbly turkey neck. Joe Button is upset. And weirdly, I can't believe I'm saying this, you know, weirdly, I agree with him. Weirdly, I agree with him. So anyway, um, Joe Budden put in his or was it his stories yeah in, I think it was in his insta stories he put up a picture of um a group of women wearing fishnets um at their uh, strippers wearing fishnets wearing their long leather boots um and they're all wearing some kind of weird print um leotard situation and he puts this pick up and he says um NY strip clubs Not only are you not hiring black women, but you're purposely hiring the same exact girl. Your promoter having a type is going to lose your money this summer. This is disgusting. And then he put in brackets, not the girls, the optics. And then he put a shrug emoji he uses the emoji that I feel like is significantly darker than he is but I think a lot of light skinned guys are doing that at the moment but that's something that we need to dissect in regard with regards to darkness and masculinity and how light skinned men operate around this um, conversation but you know that's a dissertation for somebody else to write Um, imagine even a broken clock even a broken button is right two times a day. Oh, is that not the title of the episode? I think so. Even a broken button is right two times a day because that man, as far as I'm concerned, is the worst. The worst. Always looking tired as well. But why won't you look tired when everywhere that you're not meant to be is where they'll find you? Why won't you look tired when it's boss, boss, boom, 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 boom that you want to do with your girlfriend? Bang, bang, bang. That's what you want to do. You want to be doing boxing coach. You want to be doing, I was say you wanted to be doing Mike Tyson, but even that is, um, that's also relevant and that's also accurate. That's where they'll find you. Why won't your eyes be looking red? Why won't you be looking tired? You're just always looking highly strung, always looking like he needs his prostate massage, like he's just look stressed. But I agree. I agree. And you know, we are in a very higgy place. We are in an extremely higgy place where a light skinned man, a light skinned man, who enjoys light skinned women is even saying, Whoa, this is a bit too much. Do you know how deeply in the gutter you have to be as an establishment, as an establishment, as a, as a strip club, how deep in the gutter you have to be for a light skinned man who loves light skinned women and who has been colorist himself to turn around and be like, But why are there no black women here? And I guess by black women, he's pertaining to dark-skinned black women in that situation. Because I'm seeing some girls here who, well, I don't know, to be honest. Let me zoom in on the picture. I can't really tell, you know, these days. Um, But yeah, it seems here that pretty much all the girls that you can see in the picture, they all look, he's not lying about them looking like the exact same girl. They all look um, very, very light-skinned. If not, they're like white Latinas um and yeah they all look like some variation of Kylie Jenner um in a weird way um they all just look like the same person just multiplied just with different wigs um and they're cute they're cute you know if that's your thing they're cute um one on the right is very cute but oh no not the far right before that one anyway um but yeah they're they're cute, but. Th- Again, this has been an ongoing problem Colorism, for w- for when colorism has made it over To the consciousness of light-skinned guys That's when you know that there is a problem Because they have been doing up enjoyment For the longest time So if, he, if, if even Joe Budden is saying like Ra, this is wild I want to see some dark uh, um, like ass cheeks in my face Where are those? Where are those? Where are they? but you're giving the same girl the same girl. But at the same time, you lot are now complaining, but you are the reason. So you, Joe, and all the other man, them, like you lot are the reason that these kind of promoters hired these women in the first place, because that's who you lot were putting in your videos for the longest time. Gup, gup, dump it up. Was that you? Or... I don't even know. Is that another light-skinned guy? Or is that him? I don't know. Anyway, my point is that in all of you lots music videos, these are the girls that you lot were having. But now that you're tired of the aesthetic, now that you are bored of the aesthetic, then it's like, oh, well, how did it get to this? Why are we seeing the same type of woman? Ask yourselves, ask yourselves, how did it get to this point? Because it's through your concerted efforts, it's through the ways that you lot have behaved that's meant that these are the women that are chosen and this is what other women are aspiring to to look like because that's what you lot have been doing. So, you know... I guess that from when um, Joe Budden is even mentioning it, I would hope that it means that those um, strip clubs change their policies on who they're hiring um, and, you know, um, as dancers or whatever. I hope so. But at the same time, it's one thing to now hire darker skinned um, women. It's one thing to now hire more black women. But if you're going to mistreat them, if you're going to charge them wild rates, Um, for working at your club or whatever if you're just not going to respect them then there's no point is there like there's literally no point They can't be brought in there to be mistreated because people talk all the time about representation representation but I don't really want to be represented I don't want to really go somewhere for the sake of representation only for people to now disrespect my life so I hope that they're treated you know as well as the other um women who work in those establishments but um but we don't even know if that will be the case and that's that's not saying much i'm saying that they should be treated as well but th- that's misogyny is a motherfucker so they're not going to be treated that great anyway and that's sad to me because you know sex workers in their various forms and you know their various expertise and their various life experiences deserve respect and, and deserve safety. They deserve protection. They deserve to know that they'll be safe and that, that they'll be able to do what they want to do, um, and not be treated any t- in any type of way or be put in um, harm's way. So, um, yeah, let's just hope that that all changes. Um, but we'll see. So that was my first So You Mad. Um, my next So You Mad, uh, Swedish people, uh, were really really in their feelings um regarding Lovette Jallo and as you know Lovette's my baby girl she's my friend um Lovette was tweeting about the fact that um you know so it, it became a whole conversation I think it, it was born of Reddit or something where someone was saying oh do you know that it's Swedish in, in Swedish households if you go there to visit they will not give you food like they they you can stay you can be around but they're not going to feed you because they didn't you know um, budget for you to come over, and even those who have you over, they're likely to send you a bill for the, your part of the ingredients of the food that they made for you the next day. And so people were like, "Really, really, this happens." And people started quote tweeting, and were like, "Yeah, yeah, it does happen. Like Swedish people do that." And so Lavette was talking about the fact that she's gone to Swedish households when she was younger, and you know, and you know, her, from grown up. Um, and having like her culture from the Gambia, when these children, these white Swedish children have come to her house, um, her mum has made sure that they have something to eat. But when she's gone to their house or gone, gone to their homes, um, you'll be playing in the bedroom, you'll be playing in their room with them. And then the parents will come and be like, um, dinner's ready. And then the child will go down to go and eat and then you'll stay in the room because they didn't make food for you and I just thought that was so wild and then other people were quote tweeting and they were like yeah 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 like I've been in a situation where I've gone to a Swedish person's home a white Swedish person's home and you go to their dinner table they invite you down to the dinner table and you sit there and they don't feed you and you watch the rest of the family eat and they'll be just having conversations with you and I was just like wow I really need to see more of the world because I just thought that we all fed people when they came to our homes. Like if I let you come in my home, I'm going to make sure that I'm hospitable and that that I give you something. Like I can't imagine anyone ever having come to my home and then not having something to eat or having something to drink, even if it's the smallest thing, if I was unprepared, but no one can really show up in my home unprepared. But do you know what I mean? Like I love that. I love feeding people. I love looking after people. So I don't get that custom. But then Swedish people started chiming in and they were like, no, no, it's because, you know, we used to be so poor and, you know, people had to. But you're not poor now. You're not poor now. So why are you saying that? And the thing is, you're lying because they're, even the most poorest people that I know of my culture will still do, will still have the gesture of inviting you to eat. Like we even say it, um, like if you're in, within that about culture, if you're about to eat and somebody's with you, who's not eating and that's because you've um they've said that they don't want to eat even at the point when you begin eating you'll say to them you'll invite them to come and eat the food and they'll say no no it's fine and then you'll eat your food in peace but you know that you've offered it to them like that is something that we do how are you lot not doing that and now Ikea makes sense Ikea makes sense because look at the layout. Now I just understand it. So look at the layout. They want you to kind of like get your things, not interact, go. I look at the rooms now. I look at the different rooms and I'm like, wow. So all of these fancy kitchens and fancy dining tables that you were doing and all of that stuff, you didn't actually intend for friends to come over and eat. You were just doing it for show. Makes sense as to the weight of the tables because now I get it. The tables aren't really meant to hold many plates because not many people would be eating. They'll just be looking. Wow. So all this time that you were doing Unkra and, and Unsla and Unsla and you can buy a clip club, a cluck cluck and put them together. This is what, this is what we were doing. We were funding this in hospitality. We were funding, we were funding this. Wow. Now I'm clear. I was really, I was really disillusioned. Now I understand that all you ever had for me were meatballs. All you ever had for me was meatballs and them dime bars. Because really, where's your heart? And then they start coming at Lavette mad, talking about, oh well, this is why you black bitch need to get out of our country. Because look at da 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 da. Isn't this where you come from? And they were posting pictures of like you know shanty areas of um whatever country, whatever African country that they were you know decided to find a picture from. And so how are you talking? And it's like, yeah, exactly exactly you're trying to insult me but understand that you're posting that picture and even people who live in those conditions still manage to feed their guests you dickheads like nah Swedish people are down bad and it's so funny because it's clear that they've had so, so like such great PR for so long that they didn't know how to react to what was you know a little bit of ribbon like we all get we all get cussed like the England we get cussed all the time like Nigerians, we get cussed all the time. Like everyone gets, everyone gets it, but they're so not used to getting it, especially from Black Twitter, that they lost it and they were just like, "What do you mean?" So I just thought that was hilarious, and I wanted to share it. But now I understand that the next time I buy Click Clack or unclack and Umla and and Merkel, that um, what I'm actually doing is funding a nation that lacks empathy. Cool um and uh, i was talking to you about the apps and things like that and the safety of women going forward um you know in this society um as pluto moves into aquarius um as we get closer to that and that's around like 2024 i believe around 2024 but we're seeing um how unsafe it is to be on social media in a way that we're on social media through different news stories that are coming out um then I talked about the Uber app last week I talked about something else before um and Jade IJD however she spells her name she's an astrologer but she's now kind of gone into human design um she was posting about this Ages ago, and she was saying that as we as Pluto moves closer to Aquarius um, or into Aquarius, we're going to start noticing how unsafe it is for us to be sharing the information that we share through apps and on social media. And so less people are going to be making their identities known in the way that we currently have it. Because things are going wild. And she's not lying because I've seen so many instances where that has been um, reflected to us. So somebody tweeted, um, 1414 interlude, they tweeted um, last week and they said, Someone who delivered food to my house a few weeks back wrote down my address, took my number from the Bolt Food app, and not only texted me, but was at my house waiting for me outside. And so um, she's put a screenshot of Saturday, 28th of May. 1706, um, they've texted her saying, Are you in? Now I'm at your door. Good afternoon. I'm sorry to bother you. I was at your place some time ago to deliver food for you from Bolt. So I was like, Next time I would come to your place, I would say hi. What are you saying hi for? You came to deliver. And this is what I'm saying that Hollywood, because Hollywood was filled with so many sexual predators, um, producers, directors, and the like, writers, all of that stuff the romantic kind of, um, presentation that we've been given, when you go back to look at it, it's actually harassment. This idea that it's romantic to show up at some, someone's, um, home because you you while you were on duty like or whatever you you then show up at their home thereafter or you show up at their workplace thereafter and you know that is an expression of how much you like them because you were just like oh I remembered you and I said when I'm back round I'll holler at you what's missing in a lot of these situations is consent I never told you to take my number off the app and contact me I never told you to take my fucking address off the app and contact me so why are you therefore in contact with me is this not mad is this is this not madness what is this what is this that is so scary to me and I've seen numerous conversations happening online but I just want to encourage um femme identifying people um or femme presenting people as well and or femme presenting people as well like if you are ordering something online as you're having something delivered to you food or the or otherwise through any of these apps because there are no checks and balances in place for a lot of these couriers there's not there's nothing I don't know what they sign with the companies that they work with but there's nothing to say that they won't just show up again now that they know where you are and where you live or whatever and if they think you're cute didn't I read one about a Sainsbury's one I read did I not there was a Sainsbury's incident a while back um did I not read there was something else that I read that something similar happened. Just wild. So, um, yeah, I implore you to change your name to a name that looks like a guy's name when you're making your food orders. And, and, I, I, and I know that we don't want to live in a fear-based society, but just little things like that. And when you're picking up the food, as you're walking to the door, just say, yeah, babe, I'm just getting the door. Something like that if you want to get really creative, you could have a whole scenario where you deepen your voice or whatever. And you're just like, are you going to get the door babes? Yeah, babe, I'm just going to get it now. I think it's the food that we ordered. Um, But then they'll look at the order and they'll be like, you only ordered one, one regular fries, one regular fries and um, three wings. But I bet you if we had a visitor, we would share those three wings. Okay, Sweden. Sorry. <laughs> anyway what I'm saying is that you have to do a whole thing even if you've only ordered your regular fries and three wings but babe when I go and get this food from the door yeah don't say that you want any because I asked you and you said you didn't want to eat no it's all right babes it's all right it's all right you you do your thing in it you do your thing with your wings innit? it <laughs> <laughs> we've got to do something because it's wild out here it's wild out here and I just want everybody to be safe because what is this nonsense? And maybe, I don't know, if you feel like you felt a vibe, there must be other safer, more ethical ways to go about checking whether you felt a vibe from the person that you were delivering to. But I don't know what kind of a vibe you'll feel when you've got your helmet on and you've got that bright blue backpack on your back. I don't, I don't know what kind of vibes and in, in, the, in the milliseconds that it's taken for me to take my food out of your hand and close my door. I just don't know. Because people are falling And and Jade said it would happen She's like Random people Will start falling in love With random strangers And helping themselves To their details Just It's going to be something That continues to happen As Pluto moves closer To Aquarius Like you're just going to hear of random situations of somebody like not really even interacting with somebody else. Like you go to an Apple store, you've just gone to go and pick up something and then that person's now falling in love with you and they're now going to hunt you down and like try and, you know, get your details or whatever. So just be prepared for random strangers to start falling in love with you because, um, It seems like that's the time that we're in. But yeah, that's that for So You Mad. Thought that I would uh, share that um, tidbit of information. And I guess that means I'll jump to big up the second of this week's show sponsors who are ExpressVPN. This podcast is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Have you ever heard of data brokers? Well, they're the middlemen collecting and selling all those digital footprints you leave online. They can stitch together detailed profiles, which include your browsing history, online searches, and location data. They then sell your profile off to a company who delivers you a targeted ad. No biggie, right? Well, you might be surprised to learn that these same data brokers are also selling your information to um, Homeland Security or IRS or um, any of the UK people who also want it, I guess. Um, I for one don't want my um, business out there with anybody that I haven't given permission to have that business um, and showing sure up at my door asking me wild things. Um, so that's why it's good to have express VPN to mask your digital footprints. Um, and that's why I have express VPN, but as I'm always telling you, do not go and use this to move mad on a burner. Okay. I have to keep reminding you of that, that as much as I'm encouraging you, especially my people in Colorado, my babies, my baby loves in Colorado and Toronto. If you want to see me improve, go and use ExpressVPN for that to get BBC iPlayer. So you can just catch the few minutes that I'm in this uh, series or something like that. Or you can use it to watch that uh, Pain Power Progress and one extra um, special George Floyd talk that myself and Richie Brave did. Or, you know, you can use it to watch Work It, the fitness series that I did um, a while back. Like there are so many things that you can be using this for to watch me because this is my show. Yeah. So you can use it to do all of those things right and as for um uk lot i was going to say you could use it to watch abbott elementary but you actually don't need to do that anymore because now we've got abbott elementary on um, abbott elementary on disney plus so now you can go and watch that but there'll be probably other shows that i'm going to recommend to you that you're going to need to use expressvpn to go and watch but this is all i'm asking you to go and use it to do all and also like if you want to like like watch your 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 blue movie in peace all of them things within reason again it's what you're watching basically just don't use it to move wild i would hate to think that that's what you're using it for so one of the easiest ways for brokers to aggregate data and tie it back to you is through your device unique ip address which um Also reveals information about your location. When you're connected to ExpressVPN, your IP address is hidden. That makes it much more difficult for data brokers to identify who you are. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of network traffic to keep your data safe from hackers on public Wi-Fi. So I had this on when I was um, staying at the hotel I was staying at in Lagos when I was last there. And even the time before, um, because I'm using their Wi-Fi service, I just have my VPN on the whole time. Um, And also when I'm in the hotel and I want to watch like Netflix or whatever on my phone there or on my laptop, um, I have the VPN on So I can just watch it As if I was still in London basically So yeah, that's why I have ExpressVPN app Downloaded on my devices My phone, computer And even on my home Wi-Fi router All I do is tap one button to turn it on And I'm protected It's that easy So make sure your online activity and data Is protected with the best VPN money can buy Visit expressvpn.com straws right now And get three extra months free Through my special link That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N VPN.com slash straws. That's expressvpn.com slash straws. Visit them to learn more. Anyway, let's get to Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum. Right, so this week for Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum. I just want to um tell all of the trolls who have been going wild um, at Amber Heard to suck their mothers for an eternity. Um, because I I'm scared at the way that disinformation, misinformation is thriving online, like literally thriving. I posted um, a tweet after the verdict was um, ruled that um, Amber Heard would owe, would need to pay Johnny Depp, what is it, 15 million? No, is it that? That she'd need to pay him basically um, as a result of the defamation case But people also fail to understand that even in that case She was also awarded two million um, Based on the fact that she, wasn't, she hadn't lied about the abuse they, they came to that conclusion that she didn't lie about the abuse um, But it's the fact that she wrote about the abuse And um, um, Johnny Depp felt like it affected his career that is why he was awarded that but people are like well justice has been served what by the same legal system that's trying to overturn Roe v Wade can you not see the strategized attempt to to subjugate and oppress women further like we're going backwards and I know that I said to you earlier like our healing our lives are not linear but this kind of regression is so dangerous it's so so dangerous And however you feel about um, what transpired um, as a result of the trial, which should have never been fucking televised in the first place, because the moment that you make it and put it out there for public consumption, that's what it becomes, like, people who aren't well-versed at what's going on, everybody just starts throwing their opinion around. And it seems like a lot of money was put into these TikTokers and these people who were just sharing wild opinions that had no, they were not substantiated in any sort of way. But everything... A lot of it was targeted at Amber Heard, so misogyny is driving this. And again, like people, like you can have your feelings about the case personally, right? But what it comes down to is that people. What I've learned from the situation is that people don't actually understand how domestic violence works because they're talking about the fact that well, she did this and she did this. So what what do you think happens when people enter um, um you know find themselves um, entangled in? Um, in a codependent, very volatile, very dangerous situation, because it's been confirmed that Johnny Depp did say that he would, that he would, what is it, kill her, burn her, and then fuck her corpse, like, these things have been said to his friend, like, he said that, was it via text message, he did say that, that's not violent enough for you, To so you like, that's a joke, and Yakari Yukari Gabriel, um, you know, my, one of my faves when it comes to astrology, she posted about Johnny Depp's chart the other day. And she was just like, he literally won. If you look at his chart, he literally won because he's a famous, rich white man. He didn't win based on anything that he was saying being um, right. He won on that basis. And he really played up to the Neptunian aspects um, of his chart. Where and where these placements are in the houses, it just meant like this became another show, and he's just well, he's way better versed at this show than Amber is. So, whether she's coming with facts or not, she, as far as people are concerned, she's not the perfect victim. But let me tell you something no woman is. There is nobody, nobody is a perfect victim. We all have our, you know, our nuances, we all have our um, flaws, we all have our complexities, we all have our tensions. All of us do. So if that's what you're basing my humanity on As to whether you should care about Whether I've been subjected to violence or not Fuck you Fuck you Because it it was already ruled in the UK court That on what he was um, They found him guilty of 12 of the 14 um, counts of abuse Regarding her So that was already there That was already there She just went and wrote about it And it was the writing about it That was the issue But And to prove that her writing about it, even though she didn't mention his name, her writing about it was like, yeah, boom, that is about me because I was the person that you were with. And so therefore I'm suing you for defamation because it's affected the roles that I've gotten since, or it's affected my livelihood since, but has it? He's continued to act. He's continued to do all of these things and don't get it twisted. Like Edward Scissorhands is one of my favorite films ever, but I'm not going to let my romanticized view of somebody playing a role take away from the human that they are and what they and the harm that they have caused somebody else but I don't feel like enough people operate on that frequency what he did is not okay and I'm not talking about how they retaliate what I have learned is that you lot take pooing on things too casually way too casually that's one of the things that I've managed to garner from this situation you people are just pooing anyhow and I'm not out here kink shaming but sometimes let's let's have shame let's let's have shame please let us have shame but um now apart from that it sets a dangerous precedent um when you think about it that somebody can be um subjected to violence they can write about it not mention a person's name and still get um got for defamation and you can see that this is not an okay thing to be happening because look at the type of men who are celebrating it seems like kevin samuels really got one in from the other from the other side of the grave from 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 his um studio apartment in hell um you know i i really feel like he he might have got one in there but no justice will prevail in one way or another justice will prevail and it's interesting that this conversation is happening now as mercury has stationed direct on the fixed star algal which is meant to um people refer to it as a demon star but it's also meant to represent like the head that was cut off of medusa like the blinking eye um and basically how women the harm that is caused to women in our society and do we allow space for it to be spoken about? I was really upset at the number of women who were celebrating this and be like, yeah, because men are subjected to domestic violence too. And of course they are. Of course they are. And it's, it's something that must be addressed more. However, I feel like you are convoluting that conversation with this conversation in that a lot of things happened to Amber that no, regardless of what she brought forward as proof, it was, it was just disregarded. What well, to the extent that, what, all right, cool. They said, yeah, you didn't lie. Here's two million. You didn't lie from her counter, um, her counter claim or whatever. They were like, here's two million for him though, you're going to pay him this amount because he was greatly affected in this way and that way. So he didn't, they didn't prove that she lied about the abuse. They just said that she shouldn't have written about it. So I just want some of you to get your facts straight, especially you women who are celebrating, because what you fail to understand is that what happens to one woman will have one way of affecting the next woman. Like we are all interconnected in this existence. And so celebrating fuckery like that is really really disgusting to me personally and the kind of men who were celebrating I feel like they really tried to come for me I think that some of you were messaging me about it like oh some of the things that they're saying to you fam I didn't see anything I didn't see anything because I said what I said and I kept it moving because on this one I'm, a, I'm willing to be on the wrong side if I'm on the wrong side currently I'm willing to be on the wrong fucking side and it will take a lot for me to get one into white people's mess and two to put my to put my chips, to put my to to put my name behind a white woman, but on this on this occasion, I'm willing to be wrong because I'm willing to go with the the, the people I perceive to be the victims. I'm always going to believe women, always, until I'm shown otherwise. I'm going. That is that is what that is my default because I am in bits, let me tell you, at the way that I feel, regardless of the little impact that I feel like I had, I still feel like disgusting for my complicity in how Monica Lewinsky was treated. Because again, that was a whole fanfare. That was all smoke and mirrors in front of our eyes. And we just went with it. And we're like, you whore, all of that stuff. Not taking into account that, nah, Bill Clinton is a pussy clerk bill bill clinton is the issue and that just went amiss at that time and all of the energy was pushed towards my why is the fucking gop twitter page and posting a picture of a um, jack sparrow that's all you like you're you're, you like in in celebration that of the case or the outcome or the verdict of the case the gop nah we are in the uh, upside down we must be because none of that makes sense. And that should tell you everything that you need to know that when institutions are throwing their weight behind a rich white man, they know the way that they want it to go. And why do they want it to go? Look at the larger picture, you fucking dickheads who are out there celebrating. They've now tied this into the whole Me Too movement. And it's funny how the Me Too movement was dragged away from Black women, dragged away from the Black woman who, who um, you know, um, coined it, coined the hashtag and, and started, you know, articulating what the movement stood for, dragged away from them. It became a white feminist girl bossy whole conversation um, and only focused on specific industries and so white men would want to kill that because too many of them would be impacted and continue to be impacted. Although it wasn't really affecting their money like that. Only a couple of them went jail still. Only a couple of them. Meanwhile, everybody out here is still out here moving wild. And then we've got certain men over here in the UK who aren't white, who are trying to sue institutions for distancing themselves from, uh, from them for what transpired about what they had been up to. And they're like, oh, well, you know, the case has been dropped. Just because the case has been dropped does not mean that you're not guilty. It doesn't mean that. It just means that we live in a society where violence against women is just fucking hard to prove. Oh my God, I hate people. I hate people so much. Anybody who goes on to work with that person from this point onwards well it tells me everything I need to know about them because like over you know however many people can't come forward and say that you did this and then there's even you know like footage of where where you've been messaging people and then you're talking about oh you know not everybody is a predator sometimes we just need things to explain to us at your big big age at your big fucking age you need things explained to you so that's it then everybody needs to I'm glad that we've got more intimacy coaches on set anyway because I'm I'm hoping that that kind of helps to alleviate some of the fuckery that you people have been doing but we don't even know anymore do we we don't we don't know so I'm just really like really disappointed that this is where we're choosing to go with all of the things that we could be doing with our lives with all of the things that we could be doing with our existence this is where people have said that they want to find themselves um It's sad Wait let me see this message It says here Dearest Kelechi Firstly thank you so much For your incredible work Your unmatched energy and vibes Your soul expanding tarot readings And the infinite wisdom That flows so graciously from you To the SYM community I've learned so much from you And I'm honoured to be a patron But, but. I've been mustering up the courage to write to you for quite some time and was hoping to send something cute or poignant to the pod. Unfortunately, the message is both a share your magnificence to you and a straw of the week to the cru- uh, crusty, unwashed folks in your mentions in response to your very rightful and justified sta- uh, stance on the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard ruling. I was disgusted to see such unwarranted, malicious and reductive commentary hurled your way and have spent a considerable part of my evening reporting wayward goats and gremlins to Twitter for every violation possible. My Jamaican grandmother often said those who do not hear will surely feel and I'm now calling on my ancestors to flog them all I just want to let you know you are an absolute baby girl an icon and my forever share your magnificence nominee the childish attempts to insult you are pitiful and they are hating from outside the club sending love for Montreal And hoping you take the time you need away from the toxic cesspool of social media Please let us know if there's anything we can do to support you right now or in the future with gratitude Thank you so much for that. That That's beautiful. Let me let you know something. I don't I I really didn't see anything like people have been insulting me from the day that twitter began Like what are you going to insult me? Oh, you're clapped. You're ugly. You're a bitch You don't know anything. Aren't you with a white man? What more can you say? What 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 more can you say? Cussing's not an issue. Come here, pom-pom, turn up. Hey, pom-pom, turn up. Come a pom-pom, turn up. Oy. Honestly, there isn't much else that people can say to me that, like, you don't know me. So, and I, like I said, I'm willing to be on the wrong side of history regarding this situation. But I have a strong feeling that I'm not because actually what we're seeing is a larger, this isolated, this perceived isolated incident is actually part of a larger strategy to send women as a collective backwards and it's sad that you lot are jumping on the bandwagon like idiots but you do what you want to do in it when you find yourself um, reenacting the handmaid's tale properly you'll know yourself um and also big straw of the week um big straw goes out to the star wars fans who were really upset that a black person was cast in is it obi-wan kenobi um They were very hot about that whole issue um, because it's disrupting the universe um, as they see it. And, um, you know, they hate that everything is becoming so political. And so that's when I have to ask you, as Star Wars fans, if you know what Star Wars was ever about. Like, they were trying to take down a tyrannical empire. Does that sound familiar? Maybe not to you because you are part of the tyranny but it's always been political. Same as X-Men, always been political. You just fail to see the politics in it because you were living your best white life. And so now that you're being introduced to the fact that, hey, black people can be in this universe as well. Black people can be in this imagination as well because hey, 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 this particular um, manifestation isn't real. So therefore we can put anybody in it that we want. And they don't like that. Same as Game of Thrones. You don't like seeing too many black people doing too much. You want it all kept minimal. Why? That's when you know that you're out and out racist. That's when you know that you are wild in your racism because even in an alternate universe, you do not want to see black people there. Why? Because isn't this, isn't the whole reason that we're escaping to this universe or whatever is to be able to see something else, to imagine something different? But even in that one, you want racism to follow you, you want white supremacy to follow you there as well. All this imagination that you have, all this imagination, all of this superiority that you claim to have in terms of intellect seems to dissipate, seems to disintegrate, seems to evaporate the moment you're asked to consider um um a circumstance where black people or non-white people might be equal to you. Suddenly it's like, well, no, that doesn't seem realistic. Well, that's the point, is it's not realistic, is it? Um, so yeah, I just I'm glad that um is it is it you and McGregor? I hope you don't mind,
1: I hope you don't mind that I put down in words
0: how wonderful it would be if you'd suck your mom. That's how it goes. Um, But, you know, he had to come out and be like, no, nah, you lot need to allow it. You need to allow it. Like, we're casting black people. We've, we have a great cast. We're doing what we need to do. Doctor Who, you lot were 100 degrees hot at the um at the um doctor who casting as well you don't like anything you don't like anything whatsoever you don't have the imagination that you think you do because for some reason your imagination does not cannot go beyond what white supremacy has taught you and that is the limiting nature of white supremacist patriarchy in that actually it does stifle you it does stifle the expansiveness of your soul it does stifle the expansiveness of your creativity because you are only allowed to work within certain confines and within and those confines mean that whatever you do whatever you create whatever you produce whatever you imagine can only be things that benefit white supremacy but actually there's a whole universe out there that is available to you if you would just like you know what do they say free your mind and the rest will follow please do that because even Joe Budden is slowly slowly seeing that there's a world outside of light skin so um, the rest of you you can slowly start to recalibrate your um your hickey way of seeing the world and while you are imagining something d- different i want you to imagine that seasoning belongs on your f- you like your food i want you to imagine That your legs also deserve to be washed. Because there are certain things that you're not even doing in the day-to-day, and you're going to concern yourself with, with, with what's happening in other universes and other galaxies. In this universe, in this galaxy, have you washed your legs? In this universe in this galaxy, have you sprinkled paprika on that thing that you're about to eat right now? As you're about to lift that fork to your mouth, did you sprinkle anything? Anything that would help to, you know, accentuate to elevate the flavor? No, but when it comes to Star Wars, you'll be typing, typing like a typer. Fucking idiot. Anyway, that's all I have to say. That's it for this week's episode. Big up yourselves for going ham on the Sadless Wells website. Keep getting your tickets, be- buy tickets for your dog. Well, dogs aren't allowed, but you know, you know, just bring family members. Well, uh, that will vibe with the show. Do what you need to do. And those of you who are still planning your stra- your, your, your traveling strategies. Godspeed. I hope that is you get it all sorted in time before those tickets are gone and you'll be hearing about the special guests as we go along. Um and yeah that's been me I guess. Um you know that's I guess that's 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 that. Um yeah I will catch you on the flips. No. Should I catch you on the flip side yet? No. What I should do is tell you to follow me on at collection of and at say your mind pod that's what I should do send your letters to sym at kelechiokafor.com um and also support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash for um watch me on Prue on bbc iPlayer in my brief episode in episode two um oh my brief appearance in episode two um and I think that's it and get your tickets if you haven't got your tickets yet because there's still um some about uh yeah yeah i, I guess now i can say it i've been kelechi for and this has been sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mum catch you on the flip side peace
1: it's the fence for womaness womanness. Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are ghosty, Oh, Hard time calling for your long truants. You might learn something you never know. I'll let you find. And she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.